Hello, everybody, and welcome to the History and Legacy of Sports, the podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm DK. And normally, we would have the Hawk with us. However, he is busy. He's celebrating uh, Mrs. Hawk's birthday. Mrs. Hawk, I like it. So uh, it's just going to be DK and I today. And we're going to we're going to play executive in a little bit because we are going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to do our own mock draft for the first round of the NFL draft since the combine is going on. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, We'll we'll see. Like there there's been some movement on my board Mm -hmm. for sure after the combine. I don't know how how much you followed the combine or not, and uh, and Jalen Carter's got a little bit of legal issues going on, but I don't think that's yeah. going to affect him too much. Well, we'll have to. I heard that it might just be a misdemeanor, and he probably won't fall in the draft. So we'll we'll yeah. see. We'll see if uh, if that affects um, our picks. So right. so my thinking is that we will probably just alternate picks. Mm-hmm. And you're a Washington Commandskins fan, and I'm a Saints fan, so I say we uh, we'll get to pick for our own team too. Exactly. So if it works out with the with the alternating, and there are going to be some trades, so we'll uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. In the real draft, there's always trades, there's lots of movement, which which kind of makes these mock drafts kind of kind of hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> because you know you might Which have. Which is why I never envied the NFL writers. It doesn't matter if it's CBS or ESPN yeah. or. There even was NFL one year. There was one year where they had a contest. If you could get all the, all the like, you didn't have to pick where they picked, but if you could get all the draft picks right, you won like a trip to the Super Bowl. Oh my! God. I, I got like twenty four out of the thirty. That should be Super Bowl for life. Yeah. And, and like just I, one Super Bowl. I think it was like I missed one in the top ten, but then I went on like this run. I was like, "Oh my god, if I only get one wrong, I'm gonna be so pissed." <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It was uh, it was a few years back, but yeah. So we'll see how see how this one goes. And um, uh, before yeah. we get there, but um, we like I'm I'm a big uh, NHL fan. I'm Canadian, and I know you follow the Washington Capitals and the mm-hmm. NHL. So yeah. I figured maybe we could touch on the the trade deadline has passed. Yes, it has passed. Uh, Three o'clock Eastern was the deadline, and no, no real moves today. What, that's because it was trade deadline week. Honestly, like there yeah. was some nonsense going on, um, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. So, um, where where did you want to start? Well, let's talk about the NHL and let's talk about. Um, the trades that have happened, obviously the big one is Patrick Kane going to the New York Rangers, which had, that that was kind of a not so hidden secret of a trade that was going to happen. Well, yeah, that's a good, where to, good place to start. And honestly, when Tarasenko went there, I thought that was it for Kane. I, I did not think that the Rangers would be able to fit Tarasenko and Kane on their team, but with salary cap maneuvering and and the Arizona Coyotes around, there's always mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you if you saw the tweet by the by the Coyotes thanking Kane for everything he did for them. Mm. That was pretty funny because they were they're retaining twenty five percent, so they were part of the trade. So he was yeah. technically traded to Arizona, and then Arizona traded him to New York. Yeah, which is kind of funny, and <laughs> so <laughs> maybe they'll retire his jersey one day. Who knows? Maybe I, I love that stuff. I mean. The way I look at it, because I did uh, the Tarasenko trade was the first trade, and then Kane was the big one. Yeah. The Rangers are basically saying we're putting all of our chips in, you know, we're pushing our chips in. We're going for the cup. Yeah. Like, because they have arguably the best goalie in the league. In Shersterkin, and they have a good young proper talent with a very good head coach. And now that you get these two, they're going all in to win the cup. Yeah. And anything less than winning the Stanley Cup is going to be considered a failure. Oh, for sure. And, um, I, I'm I'm glad you you made that point because there are, there are four teams that I feel have have really pushed their chips in, and um, that would be Tampa Bay, Toronto, New Jersey, and the Rangers. And based on the format, it sounds like it'll be Rangers, Devils, and then Leafs and Lightning in the first round. Mm-hmm. And if things stay the way they are, if things stay the same and, and, and like, I think a lot of stuff would have to happen for those matchups not to happen. And it's kind of crazy that two of those four teams are going to be gone by the second round. Yeah. And, and like everyone in, in this country, in my country, like you're, you're either a Leafs fan or you, you kind of laugh at the Leafs. They're, they're, they're kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. For mm-hmm. us, um, so they haven't been past the first round since 2004. That's sad. Which is pretty crazy with all the amazing teams they've had over the years. Yeah. So, and it's going to be Tampa Bay again. It's going to be Vasilevsky and Stamkos and all those guys. But it's um, not the same Tampa team as it was last year. No. Or the year before. No. I think you can tell by the way they've been playing this year that getting to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row is starting to catch up to them. Yeah, definitely. Because, and I'm looking at their standings as it is recording, they're at 79 points, third place in their division. They would normally be either at the top or in second place. The fact that they're five points behind Toronto and then they're 20 plus points behind Boston, who I do want to mention in a moment or two. Yeah. Boston on another level. I, I think we're starting to see the wear and tear of, you know, them being in the Stanley Cup finals year in year out 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it It's the hardest trophy to win. Mm-hmm. When you go to the finals, your off season isn't starting till July, basically. Yeah. Like most of the other teams have, have lots of uh, time on you and, and it's hard to like retain your free agents when you're winning the cup or going to the cup because you having all these players pretty much outperform their contracts and they're going to want more money. And in a salary cap world, it's hard. So yeah, honestly, um, who, who do you think is, uh, is the big winner coming out of the trade deadline? I think it's the Rangers. I really do. Um, like I said, they pushed all their chips in. They're going all in. You know, it, it's it's Stanley Cup or bust for them. And I think with both Tara Verachenko, did I say that name right? Verachenko. It's Tarasenko. Tarasenko. I know. Probably is the Verachenko out there. (laughs) But between him and Kane, and you know, who knows how long you're going to have the both of them? Like, is Kane a rent for the Rangers? And how long are you going to have both these guys? It's the cup or no cup for the Rangers. So that's why I think they ultimately won on this trade week. Yeah. There's been so many high profile moves. Um I think what Boston did adding um Bertuzzi out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um I know Taylor Hall got has an injury and that was probably why they did that. And yeah. they went out and um and that trade they made with Washington. And I don't know if you've been uh watching any Boston Bruins they they were just through the western western canada so i i watched a few of their games i saw i saw the goalie goal <laughs> yeah they played vancouver that was incredible the oilers and then they played the flames which i'm a flames fan um orlov i believe has a had a goal in every game like he he's just fit in so perfect yeah when i saw orlov go i was like damn there yeah. goes a good but here's the thing and I want to say this. Hathaway is a warrior in the playoffs, too. I want to. I, I want to say this, and this may sound weird. What I'm going to say. Okay. I think the Capitals are a winner in the trade deadline, and I'll explain why. Sure. They did get a couple of players from different trades, but what they also got were future draft picks. Yep. And with those draft picks, they're going to be able to use them to select, you know, the the players that are going to come up the next several years, and they're going to be able to build, you know, the next generation of capitals. I'm not throwing the towel in on this season yet. They're only four points out of the last wild card spot. Yeah, and you know, now that Ovechkin's back from you know Russia and his father's funeral. Once they get it together, they can catch the Islanders. I don't see the Islanders holding on to that last spot. I can see I can see the Caps getting into the playoffs. They probably would get swept by Boston anyway or lose in five or six games. But they've got so many 
upcoming draft picks from these trades that if you're a Caps fan, yes, you know, we we traded Orlov Hathaway, Eller, who scored the game-winning goal to get us the Stanley Cup. But, yeah. but you also got to look at we got all these draft picks from these trades, and you could use them very wisely to build, like I said, the next generation of capitals. Yeah, it was it was smart. Like um, like Washington kind of knows where they're at. They they, they see kind of like the road. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if if we have a good finish, we can get in. But like, how good is our chances versus versus Boston or Carolina, mm-hmm. which would probably be their their matchup? Yeah. Um, I believe Pittsburgh is the last wild card team right now, or is that uh is that the Islanders? I think it is the Islanders. Okay, so it'll probably be like a three three team race the mm-hmm. last two spots, and you know honestly, I'd probably have Boston and and Carolina in in four or five in either one of those matchups. Yeah. So I I could probably why Washington looked at their uh, looked at their team and went well these guys are on. Your UFAs coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get something for them. Plus, they're the oldest team in the league. Yeah, they're like I think the average age is thirty-one. And w- honestly, Washington's in a little bit of a tough spot because, like, normally when when you're a team like them, like an older team, mm-hmm. you, you start to sell off your assets and start to build for the future. But you got number eight chasing ninety-nine. Yeah. So, so you can't like, like you have to put talent around them. You you don't want to have this whole thing just be, okay, we're not going to win any games, but, but Ovechkin's probably going to score. So come out to the arena. Mm -hmm. But so I I hope it doesn't turn into something like that for, for your sake or Washington. And, and I'm a huge, huge Gretzky fan, but it would be so great to see Ovechkin get close or even break the record in our lifetime. Yeah. That's just, well, I mean, pretty amazing to see at, as of this recording, Ovechkin is 81 goals away from tying the record. Okay. So that makes me think if he can get like maybe five or six more goals, the season's out. um, That would put him at about 75 left. So, Mm -hmm. so if you, if he can average 40 goals a year, so he could he could break it by the end of like this second season. Yeah. Um he's that guy is all like proved me completely wrong. I like I always assumed he was he would come over to North America, didn't care that much, just wanted wanted to get the big contract, and then he would go back to Russia after he won the cup. And he's totally like won me over. Like when when they won the Stanley Cup, like I really started respecting number eight a lot more. Yeah, it was like fun. I don't know if you saw the videos of him dancing around the fire, half shittered, singing "We Are the Champions," and his like fire's gonna burn his face, and his girlfriend oh, freaking out. That that <laughs> celebration is like the greatest celebration in the history of celebration. It was like a two month freaking drunk fest. Man. It was <laughs> like, great. It was incredible. Like. 
Like, does this guy ever get tired? Does he take a day off? Like, his Instagram or Twitter was amazing for those two months. Like, oh, I remember sitting on my deck. Oh, Ovechkin's at it again. <laughs> so I, I do, I do want to mention. I do want to mention real quick. The second for active goals is Crosby at five hundred forty-four. That's yes. the distance between Ovechkin and Crosby. That's for active, right? For active. Yeah. Crosby was like, he was more of a playmaker, and then he did miss a lot of time with those concussions. I feel like no, it would be didn't. a lot closer if if he didn't have that. But Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, just wanted to mention that yeah. real quick. So, And then with Boston, I, I do want to mention Boston real quick before we get to our uh, mock draft. They're on pace right now to have more points than any team in history and more wins than any team in history. Yeah. But, excuse me, I had the burp. <laughs> nice. It, it's, Just, it, with that, it's like eras for me because I believe the Montreal Canadiens have the record and they only played 72 games. Yeah, they for the most points in a year, and, yeah. And you weren't getting um, loser points either. So No. So, like – I wouldn't compare Boston with with that team. Oh no, not yet, not yet. They are probably probably the best team, regular season team in the last twenty five years. The that thing year. that would scare me as a Boston, if uh, if I was a Boston fan, is the fact that you will more than likely set all these records, and what if you don't? win the cup what if you don't even get past the first round yeah that's the thing right think about that it's happened before it's it happens a lot of times yeah like the president's trophy winner like um the most recent one uh tampa bay had 62 wins they got swept by columbus in the first round it's cursed and then and then you start noticing when, when Tampa was starting to get second or third in their division and kind of like resting guys. And then once they got to the playoffs, turning it on, that's when they started winning their Stanley cups. So getting that, getting that number one record and, and winning every game, it's not as important as, as you think, like you want to have a good record. So you have home ice advantage, but yeah, you know, Boston should be, and it's kind of tough because sometimes when you're not playing a meaningful game for like the last month of the season, it's, it's kind of hard to like just jump right into round one, game one, first night. But right, we'll see how she goes. I like so, Boston; they're probably my pick in the cup right now. So I, I was looking up just to see, you know, what the numbers are. They've given the the trophy, the president's trophy, out thirty six times since they started it. Only eight times has the team that has won the trophy gone on to win the Stanley Cup. That's a that's a percentage of twenty two percent. Yeah, that's not I, even a quarter. I find it a similar stat to MVPs in the NFL that have won the Super Bowl. Mm hmm. Now, we just had one that did it, so my point doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. But 
it's rare. I, I believe it was 1999 before Mahomes did it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Warner. Yeah. St. Louis Rams. That that sounds weird saying that now. St. Louis Rams. I know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, was there any um anything else you wanted to touch on in the world of sports? What is um, your thinking of the pitch clock? You know what? I don't mind it. The games are so fast. Like the last Blue Jay spring training game was like two hours and fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. And, awesome. and I, I I'll tell you why I don't mind it. Because if you're watching a game, yeah, you see the clock in the background. But it doesn't stay up the whole time. It like it starts and then it goes away once the pitcher is set for yeah. his pitch. So I like that it doesn't stay up the whole time. Um I know with DK or not DK with JC, he's not a fan of it, and obviously, you know, he's old school. Yeah, JC is an old man, so so he <laughs> like wants everything to stay the same, especially in baseball. But I mean, the, obviously, the shift had to go. Yeah, the shift had to go. Oh yeah, um, half the team in the right field half the time. Yeah, I think. You know, right now it's working for spring training. Let's see where we are at the end of the first month of the of the regular season. So that would be like the end of April. If it's still a success, then I think you will have more people watching these games and more people probably going to the games. Yeah, like I'm not as big a baseball fan as uh, as you and JC. So, how long do you think like a pitcher would take before this twenty second clock came into play? Oh, geez! Like it was like forty. Like it was a double, at least forty. 30? At least forty. Yeah. See that? Okay. That's I, I'd say I'd say thirty would be the quickest. Okay, and now it's so. So when does the pitch clock start? Is like when the batter gets in the box. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I did hear a story about uh, Max Scherzer of the Mets. Like, this rookie came up to bat, but he got in the box, like, really fast. So, like, I guess I guess he got in, and there was, like, 18 seconds. So he just stared at him until, like, two seconds and then pitched. Like, like he could have pitched it so much earlier. Mm-hmm. But he, like, waited for the clock. Well, I mean, Scherzer's... A scary son of a gun, you know. Yeah, he is. Unless you have him <laughs> on your fantasy team, and then he shits the bed all year and gets hurt. I, I, I mean, that was me last year. He's probably the greatest pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, but no, so far I like it. I, I, okay. I like, I like the time. Um, I honestly, I mean, I, I haven't watched as much. Baseball so far as probably you and JC have, but from what I've seen, it, it hasn't really hurt as much or as maybe people think it would. So, yeah, I actually, you know, I do want to bring up one other topic real quick, and then we're going to get to the draft, folks. I promise we will. <laughs> yeah. Um, this 
doesn't really affect you guys in Canada in particular, but it kind of does here in the U.S. And that is, there is a real possibility that regional sports channels could be going away in the future. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns HBO, TBS, TNT, all those, um, they are basically taking down their regional sports channels, AT&T, Sportsnet. And it's affecting NBA teams, NHL teams, Major League Baseball teams. Are we starting to see the end of regional coverage of sport teams, at least here in the United States? I don't know how it is in Canada. Well, okay, so so what's going to happen then? Like, like, are you not going to be able to watch the Washington Capitals in Washington? Well, no, no, no. It's not all of them. Like, it's not every, you know... It's not all the channels. It's like, so like, like I said, AT&T Sportsnet is one that is being affected. Okay. So it, so with baseball, it, it affects the Rockies, the Astros and the Pirates with hockey. It affects the Penguins and the Golden Knights. So it's like, could we see the possibility of, you know, local games being blacked out, not happening anymore on streaming services. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So what do you, what, what do you think on that one? Um, well, like, wh- like what is the reason for this happening? Is it, is it, uh, what, what, what was that? The, the Valley's situation? They have, well, okay, so the Diamond Sports Group, which owns 19 Bailey Sports regional sport channels, they've got a $140 million debt and are more than likely going to declare for bankruptcy. Okay. So, basically, they're running out of money. Yeah some of these channels okay um yeah i don't know like like what you can do with in that situation like like maybe they're just gonna get rid of the channels and then and then there's you're gonna need like these services to watch or or people will just find find ways like to mm-hmm. go on the internet no They'll find streams. Yeah. Um, that's probably kind of some of the big reasons why why this happens to, to some things. That, yeah. Um, in Canada, like like I have a Sportsnet package, which basically I can watch, like I'm in Alberta, so Calgary and Edmonton, we, we get all their games. Mm-hmm. And then depending on the night, like I think on Wednesdays we get a bunch of games, and but there are regional like blackouts for uh, 
for other Canadian markets. Like I get all the American games on, right. on different channels. Like, but if the Canucks are playing like Winnipeg, like it's probably not going to be in my market. So mm-hmm. that's why, that's why they want you to get like the NF, NHL network and incentivize packages and things like that. Right. So, yeah, that's like, I honestly don't have like a really good reason <laughs> on how to fix that or, or what to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that stuff is happening locally for me. Okay. But, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Um, So let's get into this. Let's get into our mock draft. And this was DK's idea for this one. Yeah. And I honestly admitted to him, I really had not done much work on figuring out who's who, you know. Um, so I do have a little bit of a cheat sheet here. Like I, I have um, best available players on ESPN. And we're going to do the entire first round of the draft. So basically we're going to do night one. And we're going we're gonna to alternate the picks and if we do trades we're going to do trades and we're going to pick for our team so dk is going to pick for the saints i'm going to pick for the commanders the redskins command skins whatever we call them at this point the washington football team i actually yeah. like that I know. <laughs> it started growing on me and then they changed the name so and we probably will not take 10 minutes for each day. <clears throat> It'll probably be like 30 seconds at most. Yeah. Try, um, try not to skip ahead to when your team picks. Just exactly. be patient. Yeah. Hang out with us. And and we might, like, you might miss your team because there's a massive trade-up. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um. So oh, if you are probably... watching, if, if you're able to put this on your uh, YouTube channel, then we can... Um, like I'll share the screen and then yeah people can see probably probably should mention real quick we we did say 31 because yeah. Miami lost their first round draft pick yeah cuz they're trying so, to like trick Tom Brady into playing for them mm-hmm. i think that's what happened and then there was some Sean Payton tampering too Miami's just like trying to get everybody yeah. so now you don't get a first round pick so there you go oh well sucks to be you Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'll share my screen. Okay. And we should be. Can you see what I'm looking at? Here? I do see it. Okay. So, um, the speed here does not matter because we are picking every team. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe you'll be able to control this. I I think I'll have to do all of them. Yeah, so you're gonna have to do it. You'll just have to tell me where you're going. Okay, so um, we're going to start this draft. Yay. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. And why don't we start off by just making a trade? Because this is what's going to happen, folks. Because this has been discussed over the last week. Okay, so and, and it's kind of funny because the team that I think is going to make the trade... And if you've followed my my channel, 
Um, I've done this a couple times. The Indianapolis Colts. I, I feel like I feel like they're gonna try to leapfrog Houston here for the quarterback that they want. And so so what we're gonna do is oh, I'll put the trade in here. The Bears are gonna trade the first pick for the fourth. And <laughs> this trade is lopsided, your team owner will, will veto it. Well, well, too bad. Now, now this is what I think it'll be. I think it'll be a 2024 first. And probably like like a third or a fourth in in 2025 or something, something like that. But since we're only doing the first round of this draft, mm-hmm. we're just going to offer this trade. And I can force it if I want. But look, they accepted. Yay. Okay. Now... There's one reason to move up in a draft. What what is that reason, Bill? To get a quarterback. Get a quarterback. Thank you. My quarterback won out of Alabama, Bryce Young. He's the new member of the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people think Will Levis is Indy's guy. In real life, that might happen. But in this mock, in my first pick, which is kind of funny because it would have been your pick if they if they held, held their draft pick. But mm-hmm. that's not how we're doing things. No. So now Bryce Young, QB1 for me, there's there's probably four different quarterbacks that could be QB one for a lot of people. So it's oh, yeah. interesting to see how this shapes and um, we're not going to talk about it too much. That's first overall pick Colts get their, get their uh, quarterback. They've been waiting for since Andrew Luck retired and uh, Houston, Texas are on the clock and uh, bill, this is your pick. All right. Uh, could you go down uh, the screen a little bit on the players? Sure. Just, is, just there, is there a certain position you would like me to sort? Uh, quarterback. Oh. Yeah, so I can just do quarterback here. Because all the Lord knows the Texans need a quarterback. <laughs> they really do. Okay, so this is like, okay, there's your, basically the the three quarterbacks that are left. Yeah. Tanner McKee's probably going to be no. it. Maybe no, a late not, first. I'm... No, McKee's not going to be picked here. Um, really, it comes down to Levis and Stroud. Which one's going to be the one that goes? Because whoever doesn't get picked here, I think will end up being a late top 10 pick or will be outside of the top 10. So I'm going to say... I think the Texans are going to go with Stroud on this one. Okay. But that's the Texans. Yeah. If it was me, I probably would take Levis, but I'm going Stroud. I I think Stroud has more upside. Mm -hmm. Like Will Levis is kind of like the Mac Jones of this draft for me. Yeah. Like, like he could step in. He'll, I, I, I could see Will Levis in the right system like winning offensive rookie of the year. Right. But but maybe not becoming a superstar MVP like Bryce Young could become. 
if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it does. Okay, so uh, Arizona's on the clock. Um, I think the number one defensive player in this draft is is Jalen Carter, but I don't know why. I I've always mocked Will Anderson Jr. to the to Arizona, and I'm not going to change that here. Um, and me, LSU fan, my first two picks are Alabama players, so huh. there you go. Will Anderson Jr. to Arizona. This could also be a trade down situation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody in that Atlanta Carolina range want to get up there and, and maybe take a Will Levis or a Anthony Richardson or something like that. Yeah. So. All right. Chicago um, Bears on the clock. Yeah, Bears are going to be on the clock. And uh, could you pull up wide receivers? please. Sure. And I'm going to explain why. Because I think before what we found out with Carter, I think that's who they were going to go for. However, because of this, I think the Bears may stay away from him. Yeah. So they're going to play smart. They're going to go on offense. They're going to get I think the top wide receiver here on the board, they're going to take Quentin Johnston from TCU. Okay. Now, one thing I would say, if the Bears w- went down this road that you have them going down, I I think this would be another trade down. Because mm-hmm. I do think there are teams like <laughs> that might not care about Jalen Carter's situation. And realize yeah. how good of a player he is. I see a team at number seven that doesn't care yep. about that. That's who I was thinking. Um, <laughs> so, so like, like this is like a fun mock that we're doing. So, always be aware that trades are available. With Quinton Johnson to the Bears at four, we we've seen stranger things happen in real life here. Mm-hmm. And. Um, when, when stuff like this happens and Jalen Carter gets passed on um, as, as the Seattle Seahawks, I think they're, I think they're going to go with Geno Smith at quarterback. Yeah. Which I don't know if they should or not, but I think that's what they're going to do. And if Jalen Carter is on the board, they're going Jalen Carter. So I'm, I'm drafting Jalen Carter as uh as a Seattle Seahawks GM and the LSU fan has now drafted Alabama and Georgia players. So there you go. All right. Now this is, um, they're on the clock. We we're going to make it. We're going to make a trade on this one. Okay. I like it. So it's going to be the lions and the Panthers. Okay. They're going to make I, the trade. I, I kind of like what you're doing here. I've done. I think if you're if you're going the same route that I've gone before. Okay, so we'll do uh, uh let me see what else is there to offer. And with this um one I have, it's basically just picks. Um I think to move up three spots would probably be the 39th pick right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then probably the second round in 2024. 
It says the trade will not be accepted, but guess what? We're forcing it. We're going to force this trade. Um, I, I think that would be a fair trade because not much of a move up. Yeah, um, it's only three spots. Carolina in this spot is trying to get ahead of the Raiders and potentially the Falcons if, if you're going the route that I think you're going. All right, so Carolina now on the clock. And the Panthers will select Will Levis. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Like, like I, I definitely would have taken Will Levis as the Raiders pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good uh, good move up by Carolina with this mock. Um, now with the seventh pick, now that now that Will Levis is off the board, um, pass rush has been. Like it's not a need for for Raiders here, but I think it is. I, th- I think pass rusher is is a need for them, and edge rusher Tyree Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. They, he's ranked number seventh. Average draft position is seven seven point four. Why don't we pick him with the seventh pick? Why not? And then then you can have Tyree Wilson and Max Crosby kind of like rushing the quarterback. Yeah. And uh, you are up with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Um, they have four needs. That's kind of funny. Yeah, they do. I'm a Saints fan, so it's 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 good when the division isn't doing well. Go down a little bit on the players. Sure. Just I just want to see what's still available on the board. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's as far as I can go with uh, without. All right. Could you, you check out to... edge? Oh no, linebackers. Check linebackers. Linebackers. Okay. Because because I don't think they're going to get a quarterback here. I, I know the pick probably the sexy pick would be Richardson, but I don't know if he would be that good of a pick. Okay, can we check edge players? Yes. Because this is going to determine who I would pick with Atlanta next. Yeah, Edge is um, pretty strong in this draft. I think it's like a, besides quarterback, it's an edge and a tight end draft. Like, Like you got like probably four tight ends that could be picked in the first round. I don't know if it'll happen. Right. And and not to make the pick for you, but Lucas Van Ness was ranked as like a fifth rounder when the season started. He has just skyrocketed draft boards. Well, that's who I was going to go with anyways. <laughs> Lucas Van Ness, you okay. belong to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Iowa product. I, um, I, I kind of thought you were going to go... Uh, Anthony Richardson there. The only reason I didn't is because I think Atlanta can find their quarterback in a later round. Yeah, possibly. Um, Like I've done this, like this one thing when you do mocks a lot, you you end up getting a lot of the same players on the same teams. But if you guys haven't seen my other mocks, then it doesn't matter. 
Detroit Lions, they need corner. Bad. I don't think they're gonna gonna take a quarterback with this nah, pick. Nah. Um, Jared Goff like played pretty good last year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have Devin Witherspoon as their top corner. I have Christian Gonzalez, so I'm gonna go Christian Gonzalez here with the Lions. And then now the Eagles are up. This is the Saints pick that they traded last year. Fortunately, it didn't work out for them. But now the Super Bowl runner-up has a top 10 pick. Yeah. So they can they can just, like, do they even have any needs? that, that They can kind of just draft somebody they, they want. They can take a chance on somebody if they really need. They don't them. need a wide receiver. They absolutely do not need a wide receiver. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It says needs wide receiver. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure you're good at that position. <laughs> I'm actually going to tell you where I think they're going to need somebody is going to be in the secondary because their secondary, even though their defense was a top-ranked defense, their secondary wasn't as strong as everyone is making it out to be. So I think... Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a free agent. I think, you know what? We're going to take Devin Witherspoon with this pick. And, you know, I've, I've had that. I've had him going to the Eagles a lot too. Um, I, I, I think Gonzalez and Witherspoon will be the top two corners. Mm -hmm. And I do think the lions and the Eagles will get them. It's just kind of, kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Tennessee Titans. It's it's too easy, right? Yeah, it's too easy. Anthony Richardson, he's got a rocket of an arm. He's athletic. Like like this guy could be Lamar Jackson, he, potentially. His ceiling is so high, but he could be first round bust too. Yeah, it's it's a risky pick, but I think that's what they got to do. Like. Like wide receiver, tackle, and edge are the are their needs, but Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback right now. Um, He's not getting younger. Derrick Henry has one more year left. I, I I would like to see Anthony Richardson in in an offense with Derrick Henry. Like like that'd be kind of tough to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not normally in, in my mocks, I have Anthony Richardson going going earlier than this so so this is kind of interesting tennessee titans get their uh quarterback of the future and that's our is that our fourth quarterback in in top first 11 picks third i think no fourth you're right no yeah, wait you took cj stroud with the texans right yeah and then will levis went you you did a trade up carolina the carolina okay so houston is back on the clock again this is the Cleveland pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. Let me see centers. Offensive line is is pretty. Uh, did you just want to see uh, center? Yeah. So interior Are... offensive line. This will show guards too. Okay. Um, okay. Cyrus Torrance is probably like the only first round talent for uh, inside line. Right, let me let me see the defensive line.
Okay. Um, uh, top two guys on the screen here. Yeah, you could go I, uh, on this one. It, you can't really go wrong. Um, it, it might be a little bit early, but it they're both going to be be great players in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we have we had a Clemson player go yet? I uh, don't believe so. And then we're going to take Brian Brezzi with this pick. And I, I have actually taken Brian, Brian. It's either Brezzy or Breezy. I don't, I don't know. One of the two. Um, I, I've taken him with this um, Cleveland Texans pick a few times. So I like that pick. New York Jets are on the clock. I think this is where the first uh, offensive tackle goes. Okay. And there is... Um, you can go with any of these guys, honestly. Uh, Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, and Anton Harrison, they're all going to be like stars, I think. Peter Skaronsky, he just looks like a New York Jet to me, honestly. So I'm going to take Peter Skaronsky here. Northwestern. I think Northwestern has like really developed a lot of a lot they of have. offensive linemen. Yeah, that's just where you go. All right. So Jets. Then this Jets is going to tackle. This is going to make uh, this next pick kind of easy. Okay. Because I'm going to take Paris Johnson Jr. Yep. That is that is a Bill Belichick pick. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> And, and that's going to work out good because I'm the Green Bay pick, and then you get Washington pick. So there you go. I think I know where I'm going with this Washington pick, but okay. you do your pick. Um, now, the Green Bay Packers. You know what? We, we kind of should have talked about this. Like I, I can kind of see the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets thing happening. Mm-hmm. And and that thirteenth pick could belong to the Packers, so they could have thirteen and fifteen. Right. What we, we don't really know, but if Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Green Bay Packers, and they don't take a wide receiver with their first round pick, now I've said this like every year, and they never do. So I don't know why I keep <laughs> trying to talk myself into it. They have a lot of needs here. Um. But I'm not going to take wide receiver. The first tight end off the board. And they have this ranked a little weird. Um, I think Michael Mayer is like a top top 15 guy out of Notre Dame. First tight end off the board to the Green Bay Packers. And I think he's, especially if Aaron Rodgers is still there, he's going to fit right in mm-hmm. into their offense. And the Washington command skins are up on the clock. All right. Um, first off, they do not need a quarterback. They drafted Sam Howell last year. No idea why they got quarterback listed here. Well, I think he's the only quarterback on the roster, so you need like somebody maybe. I know. I, I can kind of see Washington maybe taking um like it could be. maybe maybe a veteran. Yeah, obviously a veteran, and if they wanted to, they could pick somebody late in the draft. Yeah. 
Um, but you know what? Their secondary needs to get a little bit better. Kind kind of like the Eagles earlier. Yeah. There's somebody on this board that has not been said yet. And I think if he lands at this spot, Washington's going to take him. I'm picking Brian Branch from Alabama. Yeah. I, I like that pick. Um, I, I feel like safeties are are starting to get grouped into the kind of like running backs in drafts. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we can't take it. We can't take him too early. Like, if you think he's a star, just take him. Yeah. And okay, so this next pick for me is a Pittsburgh Steelers pick. And it's just too perfect. Joey Porter Jr. is sitting there. His dad played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time. This is a position of need. And I think it's just, I, I think Pittsburgh kind of values that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Joey Porter Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you go back to cornerback real quick? Sure. I don't know why it like moved in. Well, I think it kind of And this uh this corner draft class is is pretty pretty good. And I can't believe they have Deontay Banks ranked at thirty second. That's criminal. Well, guess what? He's going to the Detroit Lions. They've got a good defense in the making. Banks was really good this past season at Maryland. Uh, one of the reasons why they got the record that they were and finishing almost <laughs> the top three in the Big Ten East. So he's going to be a lion. I was actually surprised that you didn't take Deontay Banks at, with your Washington pick. Uh, if the guy I previously picked was not there, there's probably a chance Banks would have been picked, but. Okay, the Buccaneers. Now, this is hard for me to try to make their team better. <laughs> so, how about we just trade all their picks to the Saints right now? I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been great, eh? Oh. Um, I, I think they probably just go best player available, and um, this is a need for them. Uh, Kalijah Kansi, defensive lineman from Pittsburgh. It. They actually had a little bit of trouble. Right. Especially when they played the Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, their D lines was getting a lot older, so All right. uh, let's, <clears throat> and Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. At, this is their the own pick. Let's take a look at the D line. Please. Now when you say D line, do you mean edge or do you mean in, like interior D line? Like interior D line. Okay. Okay, now let's look at Edge. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't like that. 35th. Okay, I, I kind of figured here. Uh we are going to go with Miles Murphy from Clemson. That is a fantastic pick. I feel uh, feel like he might go earlier than this, but that's uh, is that our second Clemson player? 
believe it is. I think so. In Miami, you don't get a pick, so sit down. Sit down and shut up. And um, you know what? I don't even have to change, move anything. And I'm no. not going to talk about it too much. Um, Chargers, I, I think this guy is the best receiver in the draft. I, I feel like the guy you took at the fourth pick is getting a lot of the love for his mm-hmm. measurables and all that stuff. I, I think Jordan Addison is, is going to be kind of like maybe the next Justin Jefferson. Mm. If he lands on his Charger offense, they're, they're getting a lot. Of, a lot of their receivers are getting injured and getting older. I, I feel like this is the pick for them. So Jordan Addison to the Chargers at, at 21. All right. Uh, can, we, can we go back to Edge, please? Because when I was looking at <clears throat> it, this next guy, I think would be a perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens. So I am going from Army, Andre Carter II. He, and and like he's like not like he's the 24th ranked player, but he's not getting picked in these in these drafts until like the round second round, which is kind of surprising. I I wonder if it's because of where he's coming from. Possibly. And and you see like Nolan Smith that he's rising up because he he ran up four three nine yeah which was ridiculous for an edge rusher Andre Carter okay uh, the Minnesota Vikings are next um, you got Adam Thielen kind of aging I think this this guy is a Justin Jefferson clone um, out of Ohio State. I kind of hope he, he lasts till pick 29 for my team, personally. But <laughs> I think the Vikings jump on this. And Jackson Smith and Jigba. This guy would be a top 10 pick, but he got hurt. And he missed, like, basically the entire college football season. Right. So I, I feel like he would have been, like, a, a higher pick, similar to, like, Jamar Chase. If he would have been able to play a little bit. Just didn't work for him this year. And uh, Minnesota kind of picks them in that spot where they got Jefferson. So see if they can hit lightning in the bottle twice. You are up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, this is an interesting choice here. <sighs> Ooh. Okay, now tackle. Is that that they're talking offensive tackle here, right? Yeah. All right, then. That what you want offensive tackle? No, actually, I saw who I won. Okay. So, Jacksonville is going to take the best player that's still on the board, and that is Broderick Jones from Georgia. Yeah, he was kind of like the consensus top offensive lineman going in. And I feel like some of the other guys have kind of passed him. So, but him being here at, at that spot is uh, is pretty great for, for Jacksonville. Now, the New York Giants are on the clock. They have a few needs. 
is this guy going to depend on if they can sign Saquon Barkley? We're going to pretend that that they're going to sign Saquon Barkley. Okay. <laughs> or or I might be going a different direction here. I, Delta Kincaid is like like I said before. There there is a ton of tight ends in this draft, and I feel like there's going to be a lot to take in the first round. Taking Dalton Kincaid here with the Giants pick. All sure. right. And your favorite team in the world on the yeah. clock. Gross. Well, um, they've kind of become the last few years wide receiver you down yeah. there. CD Lamb being a perfect example. Um, I think they're gonna go wide receiver. And they're going to go with Zay Flowers from Boston College. Oh, that makes it easy. I don't even have to do anything. Yeah, you don't have to do a darn thing. Okay. Um, okay, so the Buffalo Bills, their biggest issue this year was the run game. Now, you see Bijan Robinson sitting here? Yes. He watched college football, but this guy's a superstar. And you put him in the Buffalo Bills offense where where there's there's not going to be a loaded box because you're going to have Josh Allen being able to do the RPO mm-hmm. and all this stuff that he does. Read option will be nuts. I, I got Bijan Robinson going to the Bills here, which is scary for the rest of the league. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Okay, well, one of their weaknesses has been, for the last couple of years, their offensive line. So we're going to check on the offensive line here. Let me just scroll down a little bit there, show you one. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know if that's the one you wanted. but Well, there's two that I saw. Okay, let's – and you're talking tackle, right? Yeah. This is, yep, okay. So this next pick, they're going to probably get some meat here. Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. Good old JR would love that pick. Yes, Anton Harrison. I'm sure they've had dinner together. With my barbecue sauce. But now the Saints are up, and this is kind of funny how, like, I got – I get the Saints pick, you get the Washington pick. We didn't have to, like, do anything about it. No, we didn't have to trade picks or – There's a few um, few ways the Saints could go here. Um, now, unfortunately – Alvin Kamara is in a little bit of trouble. Uh, yeah. And if he avoids going to jail, which he probably will, because come on, he's the NFL player. Um, I think he's gonna probably be suspended for probably six, six games, four to six games. This this might be a little bit of a reach, but I I don't think it's a reach according to this site. They're saying it's a reach. A, Jameer Gibbs, he's he's kind of like an Alvin Kamara to me okay. of Alabama. And that the Saints definitely need some uh some running back depth here with with the quarterbacks already gone. You are not gonna 
use a first round pick on a Tanner McKee. I think that would be maybe be in the second round mm-hmm. if he was there. So I'm going to take Jamar Gibbs with the 29th overall pick. And the Eagles are on the clock again. Man, you kind of set me up perfectly for this pick. Yep. Because <laughs> I think they're going to need to get a little bit more protection on the offensive line. Um, Because Hurts kind of got roughed up in the Super Bowl. So they are going to go with Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa. Oh, oh, wait, that's defense. My bad. Um, no, uh, let me change that pick. All <laughs> I was right, gonna say, um, is the edge rusher going to play offensive line? <laughs> I was confused. Let me see their offensive line. Uh, oh, uh, what about guard? Yeah, I would. Um, offer a suggestion to you here. a trade no, not not a trade just a suggestion osiris torrance is probably if you're if you're going inside that that's the guy well i mean his average draft it's almost like kind of perfect. right about here um yeah he's i believe he's a guy that can play center but but he's a natural guard then let's go in the run game Let's go with Osiris. I almost went with him with the 29th pick as Andrews Pete's probably going to get cut. But that's not as a fun pick for me. Um, so that's why I wanted Jameer Gibbs. Um, and, and the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, Nolan Smith, uh, for, like for Frank Clark's kind of, he's probably going to be gone. Cap casualty. This guy just ran a four three nine in the at the combine, mm-hmm. coming off the edge. You know, and and I think Nolan Smith is a top ten talent. He was just injured this year. Yeah. Um, he was the guy in the glasses on the sideline <laughs> um, of Georgia. So, yeah, with the final pick in the first round. This this could be like a trade down to somebody that that thinks Tanner McKee is gonna be gonna be a like a, a starting quarterback. Um, I I don't know of the teams that kind of missed out on first round quarterbacks. Yeah, if somebody could trade for this pick. Um, but in this mock, I'm just gonna say Nolan Smith is the last pick in the first round. And they're going to analyze our draft here. Yeah, let's see how we did. I think we did pretty good. I thought so, too. And I think I have to pay to see the draft, so we're not doing that. Oh, that (laughs) sucks. We'll see here. Stay in your seat, grading your draft. Hey, I'm staying. they, They might show us. Here we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any grades. It just kind of tells us our draft here. Yeah, it doesn't really do much. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I thought you, like, you, you were telling me that you weren't prepared. You you did very well. Thank you. Um, 
if I had a couple criticisms, it would be taking Quinn and Johnson that early. Right. I, I probably, if, if the Bears were thinking that, like maybe trade down with Carolina and then Carolina could get their quarterback that way. Right. Jalen Carter falling to five could happen with, with the it situations. Could. And like crazy things have happened. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky went second overall in the Patrick Mahomes draft. Yep. And like everyone, like Patrick Mahomes was a star in college. He, it's not like he showed up and like surprised everybody. Mm-hmm. And like Trubisky played like 15 games in college or something. It was just a weird, weird situation. It was. And you could make and break your, uh, your franchise. Bears are picking first overall, and uh, Mahomes just won his second Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what can happen. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining me on this mock draft, Bill. Of course. And, yeah, we'll get this out and see what people think of our mock. And join uh, join the Facebook group. And we will get back into our uh, the reason for this podcast, the mm-hmm. history and legacy of sport in the future. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll see you next time.